Looking for a resource written for young people that explains the Mormon religion from a biblical perspective? Mormonism 101 for Teens by Mormonism Research Ministries' Eric Johnson addresses basic LDS doctrine while answering important questions such as, is it okay to date my Mormon friend? This book has helped many young Christians to better understand their own faith as well as the faith of Latter-day Saints. Mormonism 101 for Teens can be purchased online at mrm.org. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. With me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. We are looking at a passage, a controversial passage, in the Book of Mormon. It's found in the Book of Alma. Alma 7.10 says, And behold, he, speaking of Jesus, shall be born of Mary at Jerusalem, which is the land of our forefathers, she being a virgin, a precious and chosen vessel, who shall be overshadowed and conceived by the power of the Holy Ghost, and bring forth a son, yea, even the Son of God. Why is this such a controversial passage? Well, obviously, because it uses the word Jerusalem when describing the birthplace of Jesus. However, Mormon apologists have argued that it's not really talking about the city of Jerusalem. It's talking about the region. And since Bethlehem is a few miles away from the city limits of Jerusalem, although you would say, Eric, that, wow, it comes right up to it nowadays because the city has expanded. Well, if you are in Jerusalem and you are going to go to Bethlehem, you have to cross the border uh, because Bethlehem is in the West Bank. Right. and you ha- So it seems further away, perhaps, because you'll have to wait in line a little bit, go through the checkpoints to be able to get into the where the Church of the Nativity and the other sites are. The uh, Mormon apologists have put together a video, and we encourage you to go look at that video. The Foundation for Apologetics Information Research puts that on, and it shows Dr. Daniel Peterson from BYU and Carrie Schertz, who is a former Mormon. He's no longer Latter-day Saint. He has left the Mormon Church since that video was made, defending Alma 710. But we want to look at their defense, and we also want to look at the defense of others in the Mormon Church to see if this is really a defendable position, because they are saying that it's the critics that are making the big deal out of this. And we're merely saying that we think that Joseph Smith merely had a slip of the pen. And as we demonstrated in our last broadcast, that this can be shown to be true in other documents that we presented, including a manual that was produced by the LDS Church, a manual titled Gospel Lessons for the Lamanite People, in which it did say that Jesus was born across the ocean in Jerusalem. Now, Dr. Peterson would imply that we think that Joseph Smith was stupid for saying Jerusalem and not Bethlehem. We're not saying that at all. We're merely thinking that Smith just made a mistake, as the writer of this manual made a mistake, and as George Reynolds and John Sodal made a mistake in their commentary on the Book of Mormon in Volume 3, page 133, where they say that Jesus, the Son of God, was born in Jerusalem. It's a mistake. I don't think they really believe that. 
it was just a mistake. But they have made the big issue out of this, and so we're merely responding to it. Dr. Peterson argues, and he says this in the Review of Books on the Book of Mormon, Volume 5, page 73. It was, it's really, where this source comes from is really kind of the context is unrelated, but the point that he makes, I think, is very much related, and this is what I mean. He says, the most reliable way to determine what a given phrase means in the Book of Mormon, therefore, is to look at the Book of Mormon. Would you agree with that? Well, that's a reasonable point. Okay, I I would go with that. If we want a reliable way to determine what a given phrase means in the Book of Mormon, we need to look at the Book of Mormon. Okay, that's what we're going to do. Now remember, the apologists like to say that the phrase, the land of Jerusalem, talks about the region. The problem is, is the phrase, the land of Jerusalem, is not found in Alma 710. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's found in other passages in the Book of Mormon, but it's not found in Alma 710. The land of Jerusalem is not a phrase found in Alma 710. We cannot stress that enough, but see, that seems to be the argument they're trying to make. We're not making that argument, because we know the passage doesn't say that. It says, at Jerusalem, which is the land of our forefathers. Now we have to ask, where did Lehi live? We know that according to the Book of Mormon narrative, Lehi appears at the very beginning of the book. It's primarily two sons that uh, a lot of attention is focused on in the Book of Mormon narrative. That would be Nephi and Laman. Lehi, according to the Book of Mormon, was a, of the tribe of Manasseh, or of Semitic background. Let us assume for a moment that Alma was a real person, and the Book of Mormon does actually have historical veracity. Let's ask this question. How would Alma 710 have been understood when read during Alma's time? Hmm. How would it have been understood? Let's, let's take it a step further. What if King Herod had read Alma 710? Now, of course, he didn't have access to Alma 710. It wasn't even the same hemisphere, and of course, it didn't exist anyway. But let's just assume that's what Herod had. And he's going to destroy the children, lest someone grow up to take over his throne, and all he has is Alma 710. Where do you think he would have sent his troops to kill the children? He certainly would have gone to Jerusalem, the city itself, and the surrounding areas, maybe, but not have limited himself to Bethlehem, where the slaughter of the innocents did take place historically. I think that's a key point. Okay. Now, let's go on. A simple word search of the phrase, at Jerusalem, results in 19 occurrences in the Book of Mormon. If you were to do a word search using one of their own programs, how do you think I did this? I have one of their own programs. I just typed in at Jerusalem, and in the Book of Mormon, we find that that phrase shows up 19 times in the Book of Mormon. Now, how we're going to understand this phrase is very important. And if we're going to use Dr. Peterson's guidelines, we need to go to the Book of Mormon to see how this phrase is used and how it's understood. That's fair. Let's do that. If it can be determined that the phrase at Jerusalem was understood to mean in Jerusalem, then why would Alma's readers think that the phrase at Jerusalem could mean anything other than the city itself? Mm -hmm. If we can demonstrate by going through the Book of Mormon that the phrase at Jerusalem is speaking of the city in all these other instances, 
why would it not be speaking of the city here? And remember, you're just using Dr. Peterson's test. Exactly. That's all we're doing. We're just going to the Book of Mormon, trying to understand that if the Nephite people were real people, how would they have understood this passage in Alma 7.10? That's what we're doing. We're trying to look at it through the eyes of the Nephite people, if they really existed. The first use of this phrase can be found at the very beginning of the Book of Mormon. The narrative begins, we know, 600 years before Christ, with a man named Nephi explaining how his father Lehi, who the Book of Mormon says was a prophet, was told by God in a vision to gather his family and flee the coming destruction of Jerusalem. Nephi states that Lehi had, and I'm quoting now from 1 Nephi 1.4, that Lehi had, quote, dwelt at Jerusalem in all his days. That's what 1 Nephi 1.4 says. If you've got your Book of Mormon, if you're not driving, grab your Book of Mormon. You might want to follow along in the next few days on this. Nephi states that Lehi dwelt at Jerusalem in all his days. In verse 7 of 1 Nephi 1, we are told that this vision took place while Lehi laid on a bed, quote, in his own house at Jerusalem. Notice twice that phrase, at Jerusalem, is used. What would you get out of that? Where would you think that Lehi lived based on just these two verses that we have just now looked at? Sounds like he lives at Jerusalem. Sounds that, or in Jerusalem, wouldn't you say? Well, at Jerusalem? Sounds like he's talking about in Jerusalem. Well, that's what Hugh Nibley says. Well, this is the interesting part. Hugh Nibley, when he was alive, was smart enough to know that if you put Lehi in the city of Jerusalem, you start having some problems because now the at Jerusalem phrase can signify the city of Jerusalem. So what does he argue? He argues that Lehi could not have possibly lived in the city of Jerusalem. In a book he wrote called Lehi in the Desert, page 6, this is what BYU professor Hugh Nibley says. He says that, that Lehi and his family lived at Jerusalem, but that this cannot possibly be within or even very near the city. It has to be outside of the city. In other words, he has to put Lehi outside of the walls of Jerusalem, we're assuming. But it, it, it seems like it's pretty clear, his own house at Jerusalem. How can you infer that? That seems to be a stretch there. It, it seems to be a stretch, but he has to stretch this, because if he's going to concede that the phrase at Jerusalem in 1 Nephi 1.4 and 1 Nephi 1.7 can be understood to mean in Jerusalem, you start to now break down the argument that Mormon apologists have used for Alma 7.10 in trying to make it sound like at Jerusalem, the land of our forefathers could mean the region roundabout, which of course would include Bethlehem, which was around five, six miles away from Jerusalem. Now, Dr. Kelly Ogden, he wrote for a Mormon book called A Sure Foundation. This is what he said. Dictionary definitions of at include close by and near Thus, at Jerusalem could mean near Jerusalem. There is another example in the Book of Mormon in which the word at may mean near. The record does not say that Lehi and his family lived in Jerusalem, but at Jerusalem. Does that sound a bit like circular reasoning being used here? Well, and again, we come to Micah 5.2. 
why was Micah the prophet so specific at pinpointing Bethlehem and never once do you see this idea of at Jerusalem that it was a surrounding area or that when somebody said they were going to Jerusalem it meant some area perhaps miles away. We just don't see that in the biblical text. Well, here's the point. Dr. Kelly Ogden, as well as Dr. Hugh Nibley, have got to point out that the phrase at Jerusalem cannot mean in Jerusalem, but it must mean outside. Using his rationale, he's concluding, the Ogden concludes that Lehi, quoting, Lehi could have lived several miles away and still lived at Jerusalem, just as Jesus could be born several miles away in Bethlehem, but still be born at Jerusalem. So the question that I asked in the previous broadcast, was Jesus born in Bethlehem or at Jerusalem? The Mormon would say, well, both. In our next broadcast, we're going to look at this argument just a bit closer to see if it really stands the test. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism. When sharing your faith with a Latter-day Saint, it helps to know what their church has taught on several basic topics. For this reason, Mormonism Research Ministry has provided its Crash Course Mormonism. Crash Course Mormonism includes concise articles highlighting what LDS leaders and church manuals have taught on issues that will probably come up in a typical conversation. You can find these informative articles at CrashCourseMormonism.com. That's CrashCourseMormonism.com.